Thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we have a very special episode, our first live podcast with a live studio audience. Let's hear it, guys. All right. We are here at the GIE Plus Expo, soon to be the Equip Expo. Awesome job to the team out here. Excited about that. You guys have a great time? All right. I also have a very special guest. We have Corey Ballard on the show today. Again, the returning reigning champ of the podcast. How's it going, Corey? Good, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. Good morning. Um, so I want to start things off real quick. I know you have been, you've got a history with the GIE. When was the first time you ever came to the GIE again? So 1999 was my first year. So I've been doing this a while. Wow. Yeah. So what, what's the most significant change that you've seen from 99 to, to 2021? Well, yeah, so in 99, it was our first year. We had no idea what to expect, and um, we had a new product, so we wanted to come to the show and see kind of what was out there, and um, the show was huge back then, or at least it felt huge at the time, and um, so we had a booth for 10-plus years, and um, then the show kind of got a little bit smaller, and then now it's just so awesome to see that it's just booming again, and, and we're getting... I was trying to get some attendance numbers, and it sounds like 20,000, maybe more. Uh, so it's been a, just a great event, tons of people, a uh, lot of new people. Ton, I've talked to a lot of guys. It's first year, so that's awesome. Yeah, I, I the exact same experience. Every single person that came up to me uh, yesterday and Wednesday, I asked them the same thing, and it was all their first year. So I just think it's phenomenal that this community keeps growing. We keep bringing more folks here that are getting in this industry or stumbling upon the online community, which is helping you grow your business, helping you grow your life, friendship, fellowship. We're just having a great time. And this show is really, like they say, a family reunion. It's a great opportunity for us to all get together. So I, I, I truly enjoy it. I, I tell people, you're never going to not want to come you know, after, the, after you go once. It's just one of those things you have to keep returning to. Absolutely. Um, what, what are some some takeaways from the last couple of days for this, this year? Um, you know, obviously the equipment's always cool. Guys love to look at equipment and, and outdoors, you can test it and run it. But you know, for me, more importantly, I just think it's, a, it, it's an awesome opportunity to network with people. Um, see a lot of the guys that you see maybe on YouTube and all these social media channels. Um, I just enjoy talking to people about their business. What are they struggling with? What are they, what are they trying to do? Um, unfortunately, we don't always get time to talk to everybody like, hey, man, I, need, I got a question. How do I grow my company? I'm like, oh, that's, we got, I'm going to need a couple hours with you. Yeah. But uh, I just think it's a great, um, a great place to also see how our industry is legit and real, and you can make an amazing career out of this. And it's not just, um, you know, I think people look at, at some point look down on it. And when you come here, you see all the people that are inspired running great companies. Um, and I, I always leave here more excited. You know, I'm, I'm like, I sent an email last night. So when I get home, we're kicking it into high drive. We're, we're, we're going to be more focused than ever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So guys, I wanted to give a little bit of a format for everyone that's going to be listening to this episode. And for the live studio audience, you are going to get a chance to do some Q and A on these episodes with the different guests that we're rotating through with the different podcasts. So that's exciting, kind of a new spin on 2019's live panel. So we're podcasting live, but you still get to do some Q and A. So if you haven't already uh, talked to John Pajak, Pajak's out there. Good job, Pajak. Woo! Woo! He's going to be coming around and queuing everybody up for questions. So if you haven't already talked to him and you're thinking of a question for either Corey Ballard or the other guests that are going to be coming up, definitely start thinking about that. And just remember, you're going to be on the podcast. And Mr. Producer's going to hear you, and he's going to make you sound great. And uh, everyone else, the 
what, what did he say? Tens of thousands of people worldwide? Or millions. Millions of people worldwide <laughs> listening. So, uh, yeah, make those questions good. So, whatever, this is your opportunity to ask Corey Ballard whatever you want-ish. Within, within reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but what, uh, what, I'll just start off. So, Payjack, if you want to start kind of getting, getting your, your cues going here, but if you want to start off by saying what, what's one, I know you said it's like a long process of explaining how to, you know, build someone's business, but what's like kind of a first, first year, first two year person tip to, to start in, in like lawn maintenance, for example? You know, it always goes back to people for me. I mean, you got to surround yourself with great people. Um, you know, first off, figure out what your business model looks like. Uh, what kind of client are you trying to service? How are you going to go out and market those clients? Um, again, the equipment's nice, but uh, there's tons of great equipment out there. So I don't always, I don't focus on the equipment, um, whether you're starting with a, a homeowner grade or, or the best equipment on the market. But, um, you know, it's, guys are always trying to grow their company. And it, it always comes back to me for, uh, you know, it comes back to people and um, hiring great people, getting them uh, the, the right culture, making sure that they understand what are your company goals, where are you going, um, do they believe in the same core values that you believe in? And uh, when you get people on the same page and you communicate, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that most people miss. You know, they leave this show and they're super excited and they go home and I'm like, did you share it with your team? Did you sit down and talk to your people and say, man, I'm, here's what I learned. And I always say, like, you talk to a lot of people here. If you can just take home two or three things that you learned here, um, to your business and say, man, I think I can implement these two or three things in our business to make us better. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get some small wins, and those big you know the small wins add up to big wins, and and uh, you can you know grow your company and, and get excited and um, just a, a ton of information here. Yeah, what um uh, just to kind of give people a recap again, how many years have you been? We know how how long you've been coming here, but how many years have you been in lawn maintenance? business or industry? Well, the short story <laughs> is I started at 14 with a, with a lawnmower and a, a moped. So I've been doing this a long time. It's going to age me a little bit. So I've been doing this like 30 years. Um, we've got a full service lawn and landscape company in Des Moines, Iowa with a couple satellite branches. And um, so we've been, we've evolved from residential, um, you know, just residential mowing to a full service site management company doing commercial snow removal. Um, snow, is actually, snow and ice is actually our biggest division, but uh, um, so we've evolved over the years. We've changed our business model dozens of times, um, and we're still learning. I mean, we're still learning today. You know, people on the outside say, man, you guys got it all together. Um, and we meet weekly, and we're constantly trying to evolve, get better. How do we service our clients better? You know, how do we communicate better? You know, all those things that we have to continue to do to be the best company we can be. Yeah, and to that point, Corey, what, after 30 years, you've got a lot of experience. What's one thing you still learned this year? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, what did I learn this year? Uh, I think I'm gonna have to buy some electric mowers. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, the way, that's the future. Uh, uh, it's the future. I'm not quite sold on it yet, but I think it's gonna be definitely the thing of the future. And, uh, and um, you know, I, I think I just learned that, man, there's so many new people and our industry's continuing to grow and there's so much information for people. Um, when I was growing our company, we just didn't have that we didn't have, there was no YouTube, there was no Brian, there was no, I, if we wanted to test something out, we just had to go literally to the dealership and we only had access to the equipment that our local dealers carried. And so we had no idea the, the amount of efficiencies and, and things out there that would make our business better. Um, so we did it the hard way for many, many years. And so um, 
I just think when you look around, there's so many things that, and, and equipment's expensive, but I always look at ROI. Does that piece of equipment make sense for me? You know, I know it's expensive, but can it make my business better? And when we talk about we can't find people, then I always look at it, what equipment can we get that helps us get more done with the people we have? Yeah. So. Perfect. Great job. Payjack, we have our first question. I think we do. So let's go find who it is. So, hi, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. What's your name? Uh, Gabe. Where are you from? Novi, Michigan. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it up for Gabe. Yeah. Go ahead, Stan. So, what's your question for Corey? So, my question is, how do you know when it's time to, like, scale up your business and maybe get that uh, first employee? Uh, good question. It's time to scale when you have a lot of work, right? When, you, when you're getting more work um, than you can do um, within the given amount of hours that you have. And that's always that tough one because, you know, you start running, you know, it depends on your business model, but you'll start running 50, 60 hours. And, and that's scary for most guys because, okay, so I'm going to add that second crew, right? And, and now I'm going to hire this employee and I got to spend the money on the equipment, but can I keep that guy busy? Can I keep him on? What, you know, um, so that's a tough a tough question. Um, you know, when we were growing our business, we were really good on the front end. Like we could get the work and we can always buy equipment, right? But we were really bad on the back end. So I think it's important um, to make sure that you're doing the back end stuff right as well, making sure your, your pricing's right, you're billing on time, you're collecting your money. Um, but I think you got to take chances. Um, if you've got the work coming in and you've got the right type of work coming in, um, man, you got to take those chances. Otherwise, you're going to be stagnant. You're going to be kind of stuck um, with that one crew, right, or two crews or whatever that looks like. And, and so if you got the right work coming in, you got to take that chance and you got you to add some people and you got to grow. And uh, if, if that's your goal, if you want to grow your company, you got you to add people and uh, you got to train them, make sure they understand what the goals are of the company. And, and uh, especially when you're small and you're working side by side with them, you can really keep your quality up and, your, and you can keep your, kinda, your hands around that, that, that company. Hope that makes sense for you, Gabe. Excellent, Corey. Thank you. Payjack, who who we have next? I'm, I'm at a loss right now. Nobody else was. Really... Oh, there, <laughs> oh, we there go. you go. Thank there you. it is. <laughs> we can't we can't see anybody out there. <laughs> they they say this is better for pictures, so we can't really see anything. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, so being on the floor and looking at everything. There's a lot of battery powered, obviously a huge push for it. When do you think the EPA having a bigger company is going to force all of us in the industry to uh, get rid of our gasoline? 10 years, 15 years? When do you think we're going to have to finally swallow it and, and get rid of our gas powered equipment? Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. 
head over to theramprack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's theramprack.com, and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. When do you think the EPA having a bigger company is going to force all of us in the industry to uh, get rid of our gasoline? 10 years, 15 years? When do you think we're going to have to finally swallow it and and get rid of our gas-powered equipment? Oh, boy, that's that's probably a question for somebody smarter than me. Um, I did see, like, California's doing some crazy stuff right now with with, uh, going a lot of electric. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're in the Midwest. We're in Des Moines, Iowa. So, I mean, I still... uh, We're going to demo some some electric mowers. Actually, Gravely was going to get us a machine, and I think with the shortages, they, they weren't able to get us one. But... I still, I believe, maybe I'm living in a small world, but I still believe it's going to be five to 10 years before we're really running electric mowers. Um, I think there's going to be a, probably a bigger push with the electric trimmers and blowers. I actually have them at home. They're pretty slick. Man, you just pop a battery in. You're not mixing fuel. Um, but as far as a commercial guy goes, I know there's some crews set up with enclosed trailers, and they got battery blocks, and they got solar on the top of their enclosed trailer. Um, there's also some clients pushing for it. We've got some national clients that are really pushing for us to be um, this eco-friendly. Um, some of them are national known companies that you buy a lot of stuff from online. And, and they really want our crews um, to push this green initiative. So I think it's happening. I think it also depends on the type of client base you have. I don't think that the residential people may, maybe care. But if you're doing high-end commercial, hospitals, data centers, um, I think they're going to be pushing for it. And I also think it gives you an advantage uh, maybe over your competition if you can go in and sell that, that, hey, you know, our footprint when we're on your site is we're, we're using electric. Um, it's quiet. Um, they were running one of the mowers outside yesterday, and this thing went by me and Kaz and I were like, you couldn't even hear it running. And I'm like, could you start earlier? Could you run later? Is it less disruption at their corporate facility? So um, I don't know what that timeline looks like. Um, I definitely think it's coming. I just don't know. I don't know how long, and I also don't know, you know, what's the life cycle or the the the, the runtime on these machines? How are we charging them? Um, what's the battery and replacement life look like and cost? Um, so I'm just I don't know if I'm an expert on that at any, but I do think it's 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 coming. I don't know when. Well, I think that the the uh, the mowers are definitely already here and and coming fast and furious. I think it's more about wrapping our minds around it as the end users, the consumers, the investment that we have to make in it and, and how we see the, yeah, the pricing, how we see that benefit our business and everything else. Uh, but I think that the mowers are here. If you guys have taken a look out there, like you said, zipping by and you don't even hear it, they're, they're here and they're only going to keep getting better. So we just have to embrace it and find a way to make it 
work for us the best that we can. And it, it might not be the answer for everyone, obviously. There's, there's no perfect cookie cutter fit for every business out there. Um, but that's the beauty of this community and this the sixth largest trade show in the nation, you know, having all of this available for us to, to do the research and the due diligence and to demo stuff on our own. So, and just like anything, I think the price obviously will come down. We, we got some Absolutely. price on the first electric mower and we, we got the price back. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> can we get an ROI on that piece of machine? Yeah. Can well, we sell the client that yeah. that machine's going to be the right choice for their, for their facility? Yeah, well, that's like everything, right? Everything that first comes out, you the know, new, the, the new iPhone, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all expensive and you know, they, they work their way down. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Payjack, you have another one? Yes, sir. Hang All on. right. Corey, this is Aaron with Aaron's Lawn Care. I was, I'm kind of switching up. I was going to ask about Ballard products. Uh, okay. I've bought plenty of them, and it's been a big benefit. What is, what made you want to sell products from a wide variety of companies uh, that makes it really easy to access, but what made you want to do that? Um, well, so... We're taking it a little bit back, and I won't make this too long, but you know, we created our first product and got our first patent in 99, which was the EasyGate, and that's why we came to this trade show for the first time. And it was just a product that we built for our own use. We were slamming these trailer gates down, breaking welds loose. Um, and my dad actually said, man, there's got to be a better way. And so we created a product and put a patent on it. And then we created a, a Super Jack, and we just started making a few products that we thought made sense in our business. Um, so we've been doing the ballot accessory business. This is our 21st year. Um, a lot of people think it's new because social media blew up and, and we got some brand ambassadors that have just done a great job helping promote our products. So um, I just like, I, I, I mean, we want to help people. All the products that we sell, um, we use. I won't sell anything that I wouldn't use in my, in my business. We're always trying to improve them. There's certainly products that we sell that I think we got to continue to make better and better. And um, I'm just having fun with it. I, I like um, um, I, I like offering products, trying to make it a one-stop shop for people to get different products that uh, help their business be you know efficient, effective, profitable. Um, try to be price competitive. Uh, this year's been challenging, as everybody knows, to get product, but uh, um, we're excited. We've got a ton of new products coming that we're excited about, and um, we're teaming up. You know, I think people think we just sell other people's products, but about half the products we sell are stuff that we come up with, and then we're also distributors for other products. And we do that because I like them. If we run a product and, and we use them on our trucks and trailers every day, and I'm like, I really like this product. I think we can. I think we should offer this, you know, to, to other people. So um, I'm just excited about the products. I think uh, there's a kind of a gap there, um, or there was a gap. There's a lot of products out now, and continue to be more and more. But um, I think guys want to up their game. They want to have efficient equip equipment, safe equipment, stuff that can't get stolen off trucks. I don't know about you guys, but we've had backpack blowers stolen at $600 a piece. And, and so we're just trying to get guys um, gear that we think makes sense for their business and, um, and stuff that we use in our business every day that helps keep our guys efficient and safe. Uh, I think so. We're, we're starting to wind down time a little bit, but we definitely have time for a couple more questions. So raise your hands. I know I saw some earlier uh, for Payjack. Oh, you already have one queued up right there, Payjack? All right, there you go. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. Thank you guys for allowing us to be part of this. Uh, I'm Thomas Brown from Thank Proscape. you for coming, oh, Thomas. <laughs> no problem. I'm Thomas Brown from Proscape in uh, Dothan, Alabama. Um, I've got a question that we've heard a million times in our industry right now in this given market. What are you doing or how are you guys working to increase your, um, your charges, your, your bottom line? Like, what are you doing with our, cause our industry, as we all know, things are 
every day they're going up. And we're not even talking about gas and fuel prices. We're talking about, you know, the products we buy from blades to, I mean, everything is Seed, everything. Yep. Correct. So how are you in your guys, you know, market, how are you increasing your profitability and doing that? Yeah, yeah good question. Um, so we're, we're constantly doing price increases. Um, unfortunately, the, the increases are not enough. I've talked to guys that said, yeah, I'm doing a 3% next year. I'm like, 3% bud doesn't get you where you need to be. And and so um, we're constantly looking at raising our prices, but more importantly, we have to make sure that we communicate really well with our clients on the level of service that we provide, um, all the intangible things that with our company that we bring to the table that maybe the other guy doesn't. Um, we've also gotten a lot more efficient um, with our people. We've actually downsized our employees and we're getting more done. So we've, we've kind of cut out some things and tried to get more out of, you know, more out of our people. We manage our overtime. Um, but yeah, everything's going up and unfortunately our prices aren't going up at the same rate. And um, so that bottom line is crucial, but we've also really challenged ourselves to look at everything we buy. We do this once versus needs. Um, we get this list. I just got this snow list last week of all this new snow equipment we need, right? And then I'm like, well, we want. And then I'm like, well, what do we actually need? And, and so we've also been getting more life out of the equipment. We used to have this deal where we, if truck looks bad, we replace it. A mower's in bad shape, we replace it. Skid loaders. And so we, we've really looked at like, can we get an extra year out of that mower? If we put new tires and we paint all of our equipment in the off season, if we put a new seat on it, we put new tires, can we get one more season out of it? Or that truck doesn't look great, but it, is it safe first off? Let's make sure it's safe and nobody's going to get hurt. But, you know, if we put a seat in it, if we, uh, you know, clean it up, maybe we, it's a flatbed, maybe we powder coat or we, you know, we sandblast it and powder coat the bed. Can we get it to look up to our company standards for the most part? So we've been trying to get more life out of our equipment because that just extra year, when you, first off, trucks are hard to get, but you go, if you can get one more year out of that truck or you got to go buy a new one for 60, 70, 80, whatever they're costing now, crazy numbers, depending on what you're buying. But um, so we've just been really um, watching our costs, but we've also engaged our management team and they, we show them the numbers. We kind of have an open book policy. We show them, like, I think everybody thinks you're getting rich. Like, yeah, we made this much money. I'm like, no, no, actually we made this much money down at the bottom. It's pennies on the dollar. And so uh, we've done a lot of incentive programs with our management team. Um, so every manager of our, in our company has an incentive um, and we share a lot back with those guys. Um, if, you, if you hit this number, this is our benchmark. Everything above that we're going to share with you. It's amazing when you hand a guy. At the end of the year, we'll, get, we'll be doing them here in November um, as we wrap up our season in Iowa. When you hand a guy a, a $10,000 bonus check or whatever that number is, he's like, wow, like all those pennies I saved throughout the course of the year made a difference. You know, um, again, it just constantly putting it in front of them, safety, smart buying, can we pre-buy stuff, you know, everything's going up, seed, fertilizer, everything's going up. Um, so just, you got to communicate to your team what your goals are and uh, set the benchmarks um, and just try to be as efficient as possible. We've looked at our crew sizes, you know, when we had a three-man crew, is it really more efficient than that two-man crew? And we've ran a lot of numbers and we found the right crew sizes, um, having products delivered right to job sites versus to our site, and then we haul them, um, windshield time, you know, logistically making sure our routes are tight, just a ton of different things that we're doing. And those, those pennies add up to dollars and dollars add up to thousands, and it makes a big difference. And it's, uh, we had our best year last year during COVID, which was kind of crazy. 
um, just by working smarter. Awesome. Hope that, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's good stuff, Corey. Um, so we're, we're winding down to our last question for Corey for this uh, segment, but I did want to take a, a moment to, one, thank GIE for helping put this all together, uh, partnering with me and getting this for you guys. And I also want to shout out Kohler for powering this whole event so that we can make it bigger and better for you guys. And just a little bit more of the flow for those of you at home listening and those of you in the live studio audience. We're going to be rotating out to the next two podcasts, so definitely follow the Kid Contractor podcast and the Green Industry podcast for their own episodes here live, Influencer Live. Pajak, what do we got? What's your name? Where are you from? So I'm from California. My name is Carson with Lawn Care Masters. And my question is, is what is your thought with the whole electric push in California and how to make the change being that it's so sudden within the next two years and we won't be able to buy new gas powered equipment and batteries being so expensive? Boy, back to the electric. Uh, I don't know. You know, um, we're immune to that right now in the Midwest. So I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have a good answer. I don't know if anybody up on this well, panel has a I good guess, answer. like, what would you do? Like, what if, what if Des Moines, like, what if Iowa put, just hammered you with that restriction? You got two years to cycle this out. I, I guess we better start buying electric equipment and uh, training our people, trying to figure out what, what's the best electric equipment out there, what kind of battery life are we getting, what do we need to do to set up our trailers, are we needing charging blocks at our facility? Do we need charging blocks in, in, in our, you know, on our trailers? Um, it definitely would change the out. It would definitely change the way our crews look. Um, I know a lot of guys are running enclosed trailers. We don't do a lot of enclosed, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's going to change the business model completely. Um, the good thing is everybody's offering electric now, so it's not like you're st stuck with one brand. So. I think from what I saw out there, everything from electric mowers, trimmers, hedge trimmers, blowers, you know, uh, I think electric's gonna be available to everybody. I don't, I haven't done enough research to know what the cost is. Um, and if you can pass that cost on to your clients or not, I don't know, but if it's mandatory, everybody's gotta do it, right? So um, I don't know, that's, that's a tough one. I just, I just have started to get in the loop on this California thing. So I don't have, uh, I don't have the exact answer other than if they enforce it, you're going to have to do it. And, um, and then what do you do with all your other stuff? I don't know. Sell it to, to the other uh, states. That, move that, that it, move it to another state. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think my takeaway from this is that we are one of the most adaptable industries that I know. Like we, we are faced with so much just every day with weather, right? It's out of our control. So I think the takeaway is, <clears throat> we just have to do our best to restructure, like Corey said. Like, don't don't think it's like something that's going to knock us down. And and oh, and, you know, well, what are we going to do? And all this kind of stuff. It's what are we going to do? Let's let's hit the ground running. Let's be the first ones in our area to come up with this answer and this solution, so we can hit the ground running and we can stay as profitable as possible and not you know kind of let it bury us and just kind of think positive about it. And how can we make this? Uh, a benefit to our to our, our our company and for our our community that we serve. Yeah, I talked to some guys just real quick. I just I talked to some guys yesterday that were going electric, even where it's not mandatory at this point, and they're using it as a sales point to their clients. Um, so they're kind of getting ahead of the curve. They're going in there and saying, "Here, this is what makes us different." And uh, so I think there's could be some competitive advantage there um, if you can get the right equipment. And, and again, not every client cares about that. That's the problem is, is how do you sell that to the client that there's a benefit to them? Um, depends on the type of clients you're taking care of. 
Right. And when it's, a, when it's everyone, when there's no option, you know, that's, there might be a different mentality with that. So it's about a mentality shift and saying how this, you know, in, instead of saying, yeah, we have to switch to electric, just be like, well, this is why we get to switch to electric. Here are the benefits and here's what we can do for you. And here's some differences and, and, and really focus on that. And I think that's in our online community, we really focus on that all the time. We try not to push the negative stuff out. We all have bad days. Gosh, I've had one of the craziest years ever. We've all gone through a lot of uh, changes and growing pains and all that, but it's all about finding the positive spin on that so we can all keep going and keep growing together. So uh, I want to thank you guys all for, uh, for listening and uh, for coming out to uh, listen to the, to the uh, LCR Media Podcast. Thank you, Corey, for yeah, being for on it me. again and coming to the live event. And with that, we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks, guys. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.